0: Welcome to Journey Jargon, where we not only walk the talk, we talk the walk each and every week and elaborate how blessed it is to walk with Christ as he lives his life in us, through us, for us, and as us. May the Lord bless you indeed. Thanks for joining us today on this leg of our journey. Okay, we welcome. It's good to have you this uh, today about uh, as a podcast we've decided that uh, uh, my name is Kenny Ashley and uh, I'm here with Steve House and Katie Butler. And uh, today we're going to talk about uh, Little Red Wagon. Little Red Wagon is a movie that uh, you can watch on Amazon Prime Video if you happen to have that. Uh, uh, I watched it last night and, uh God really rang my bell about it. It's uh, it's about a little ten-year-old boy that lived down in Florida that a hurricane came through and missed his house and uh, just wrecked and ruined tons and tons of houses down in Florida. And uh, on television they say, well, we need lots and lots of supplies like water, toiletries, and you know clothes and socks and all that kind of stuff. And uh, it just really touched his heart. And he wanted to, uh, to do something about that. So uh, his mom said, Well, we got some stuff. And he said, Well, yeah, that, that's nice, but uh, we need more people to help. So he made some flyers and uh, he took the flyers around the neighborhood. And the next day he took his little red wagon and first house they came to, they had some water and some stuff. And he took it in and he made load after load after load till he filled the carport up when his mom came home. And uh, they ended up taking 27 truckloads of uh, stuff to the, to the distribution center for, the, for all the help. And uh, he, he just kind of, God just kind of mushroomed that. He ran into a lady uh, who was an uh, uh, anchor for a television uh, show, news show, news show. She did an interview with him, and he just said, well, there's a lot of homeless kids. They just need some help, and you know, we just want to help them. And so she publicized him and it just mushroomed into that. And uh, he saw on television a lady that was walking across the country for peace. She said, I'm not going to stop walking until America has peace or the world has peace, which she was walking for a long time. Um, yeah. <laughs> but uh, he, he said, well, you know, she's on television. Maybe we could walk to Tallahassee, you know. Maybe we get some publicity and people know about our homeless kids. So that's what they decided to do. So they walked the twenty-eight, the two hundred and forty-eight miles. And the governor was there. They had a little ribbon cutting. They had people there, and he walked through. They began their journey, and uh, they kept walking until they reached Tallahassee. And they met him in Tallahassee, and uh, they raised money and. They gave him an somebody gave him an RV to uh, to st- spend the night in, and they had his sister drive the station wagon, give him water along the way. But uh, people followed them, maybe other to towns, and people would follow him for a while. And uh, then they, when they got to Tallahassee, he said, "Well, going to walk to Atlanta," so they went to Atlanta. Then they went from Atlanta to Washington, ended up going from Washington to California, 2,800 something miles, and uh, uh, just all because. You know, God says, I, I want to do more than give them a couple of bottles of water. Unbelievable. And, uh, okay. You know, so we want to talk this morning about the fact that our, in our country, what's going on in our country with the virus, with the riots, with the, the burning buildings and the cities being destroyed. You look at it and we just get overwhelmed. And say, what? What in the world can I do? And people say, I, I just can't do anything. It'd be like picking up a toothpick after a tornado. And so they just said, well, I just can't do it. Well, this little boy, you know, he said, okay, we can give him some water, but we can do better. And so it started out with a little vision, a little dream. And it ended up that he had a 501c3 organization. It was called Zach's Packs because he got all the backpacks and filled it full of food and toys and yo-yos and all that stuff. And it was interesting it was a really really good movie I'd, I'd highly recommend it it's inspirational especially in this day and time when you say I can't do anything but you can do something yeah we, we think well what can I do and 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 from a country standpoint it, it does seem like things are darker now than I remember any time yeah. in my yeah. life yeah. and um, but what what we can do is, we can all be a light. We can be a light in the darkness, and whether that's delivering water like Zach did, or you know, it's helping a friend paint a house, or somebody's broken down along the side of the road, or you know, we can all do little things yeah, and uh, let our light shine. Yeah. So. Uh, you know, we have a community cafe here that uh, is giving out four thousand meals a week. now. And back 10 years ago, uh, when I was at another church, uh, I was sitting there with a friend of mine, and we were sitting there talking, and he asked me the question. He said, Kenny, if you could do anything in the world, what would you do? I said, well, I, i tell you what I'd do. I'd probably quit preaching and teaching, and I'd get me a restaurant And I would make wonderful meals, and people could come eat for nothing, and they just sit around and talk Hmm. and just fellowship. Because people don't have time to do that anymore. Mm -hmm. I mean, grab a sandwich, and kids come in, they eat in front of the TV, then they run off to their room, and nobody has time to do that. And that was back, you know, 2008, around in there, when the financial collapse was going on. And so my friend says, "Well, well, we can do that now. I said, how can we do that? He said, well, you make pretty good soup. We'll just make a bowl of soup, make a big pot of soup. We'll take it over there to the Life Center and just tell people we got free soup. Just come over here and do it. Mm-hmm. I said, okay. All right. He said, you know, we talk about stuff too much, but we don't do it. So let's do it. So in January of that year, that's that before Christmas, January, we set dates. We, we do it for four weeks and see how it goes. So during that time, we publicized it in a newsletter. And uh, this is a wonderful story, too. Publicized it in a newsletter. And we said, we don't have a uh, soup kitchen. Well, that was a bad connotation because people think soup kitchen is people that are homeless, don't have anything to eat, they're going to come in. But that wasn't what we wanted to do. We, you, we were going to call it soul food, where you come in there and nourish your soul, talk to people. And it's for anybody, everybody, you know. Uh, but people misunderstood that. So we put it in there that we were going to do that. Well, lo and behold, God was already working in another, another area because Don Murphy, we call him Chef here, who had been cooking all his life, had been a chef and all that stuff from Ohio, moved down here and he was part of our church. He saw it in the, in, in the newsletter, and the week before, he had gone to the Christian Chamber of Commerce and won a door prize. And the door prize was an hour with a life coach. So he sat down with the life coach, and she asked him the same question that Kevin had asked me. She asked him, he said, Don, if you could do anything in the world, what would you do? He said, I'd run a soup kitchen. Amazing. <laughs> oh <wow>. amazing. <laughs> <laughs> you know, he reads that in the newsletter, and he, and he calls me up. He said, Kenny, I see where we're going to start a soup kitchen. He said, can I help? I said, no, you can't help. You can do the soup kitchen. (laughs) And so Don came in. He already knew what to do. He made our world-famous beef barley soup. That's what we started out with. And uh, so what would we do? And that was at a time where people were losing their businesses and their homes. We had one guy come in that was living in McDowell Park that was a carpenter. Had to sell his tools to live. And so he came in and was eating. And, uh, and out of this kind of spawned another ministry that uh, we were sitting around one day and, and I said uh, you know people need some help and they need it now mm-hmm. because you know how the church is. you know we thought well we need to pray about it it needs to go through the benevolence committee it needs, well people starved to death by then. Mm-hmm. I said, we need something and if we got the resources and people say I need it, we can give it to them now. So out of that, we developed a little charitable organization called Mayday. Mayday says, I need help, and I needed help yesterday. This is mm-hmm. what I needed. And so out of that movement, out of that little thing with the, with the community cafe starting up, we started Mayday. And Mayday has now morphed into a ministry for homeless kids within our schools because there's a lot of kids... That they, they look nice, they're neat and everything. They're, they're homeless, but they change clothes at McDonald's. Mm-hmm. They live with friends that nobody knows they're homeless. Mm-hmm. And there's a, a lot of them mm-hmm. in our school district that go from Friday to Monday without anything to eat. So wow. we started taking care of the homeless kids within our school. We have a golf tournament now that raises twenty five thirty thousand $30,000 for that every year. So that kind of spawned out of the community cafe, too. But it was just it was just little things that we were going to make a pot of soup, tell people to come get it, and that's what it started. And they said, "What we got to do it. We can't just talk about it." So before we could even do it, Don came along and started it. And now, you know, he's got three locations. I mean, we do. He's doing four thousand meals. Got a food truck that goes to areas of you know where people are struggling, and uh, they just line up, they get their food, we fellowship with them, tell them how good God is, and you know, and it all started out over a pot of soup. Let's just make a pot of soup, and now we're doing 4,000 meals a week. Mm -hmm. You can do something, yeah, you know, Mm a little comes to much, yeah, Yeah. and we never know what we what little thing that we do, how that touches somebody. Absolutely, absolutely. Uh, <laughs> and you, you don't know how your words are. I, I remember a little story about a, a guy that was down on his luck. He was, in, uh, he was sitting on the street. He had lost his business. He had lost his family. I mean, he had absolutely nothing. He was sitting on the street, had a little hat with pencils in it, and uh, he just lost all his self-respect. He was just basically hopeless and a man walked by a businessman owned a store he walked by him one day and uh he threw a threw a dollar into his hat and walked on by and then he stopped and he came back and he said excuse me sir i want to apologize to you i'm terribly sorry i mistook you for a beggar you're not a beggar you're a businessman i'd like to have my pencils please so he gave him a dollar, took his pencils, went on down the street. Two years <laughs> later, this guy comes into it, comes into his store, dressed up. <laughs> so he said, "You know, he said, uh, you don't remember me. But two years ago, you walked by and threw a dollar in my me. and you apologize for mistaking me for being a beggar?" When in actuality, you said I was a businessman. That was just enough spark for me to say, you know, he's right. And I got up, I get my family back, I got my business back. If you hadn't said that, there's no telling what might have happened to me. So, Mm. you you never know. You may not, but you might restore somebody's life that changes the family, that changes. A world. you know, It's just the little things yeah. that we do. You just never can help. It's like the little, uh, you throw a rock in the pond and you see the yeah, rings see from, from the ripples. Mm-hmm. They, just, they just go. Yeah. And it's better to light a candle than to curse the darkness. I hear a lot of curse in the darkness today. Yeah. Oh, the world's going to hell in a handbasket. Oh my goodness, what are we going to do? What's going to happen to our world? I don't know. God holds that. But what we do is we keep doing what God puts in front of us. We mm-hmm. keep being like Steve. You talked about the light this morning. Yeah. 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 God. Call? How do we do that? We just shine the light. We let Jesus' light mm-hmm. shine in us. Mm-hmm. And somebody who's groping to find their way might see the way, and they might become the next Billy Graham or the next community cafe or the next homeless ministry or whatever. We don't know. We may not do it, but God may use us to raise somebody up that he wants to touch that will do it. So we just do out. know. Yeah. So that's the way it goes. Yep. But, um, anyway, it's a great movie. You ought to really watch it. And uh, it, it, it's an inspiration. And uh, There's not a lot of good stuff to watch on TV anymore. And so I have to struggle to find good movies to watch. But this was a good movie. A little red wagon. Uh, but anyway... So we just go out and shine our light everywhere shine we go. Our shine our light. Light. Everywhere you go. Shine shine our our light. Light. Mm-hmm. And we'll see how that goes. That sounds good. All right. So hope you'll take that to heart and uh, tell people about the par- podcast, The Journey Jargon. And uh, this is what we do. We just take topics that God lays on our heart and we just talk about it. Hopefully it will encourage somebody to light a candle rather than curse the darkness. And that's mm-hmm. what we're trying to do today. So uh, thank you, Steve and Katie, and uh, thank you for joining us today, and uh, we'll be back next time. Okay. Okay.